Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Sister Talk podcast. For anyone new, my name is Morea, and today I am uploading a recording from a friend's podcast. It was an interview uh, between me and my friend Mariana, uh, where she asked me a few questions about being um, a foreigner uh, and yet pursuing the call of God in, a, in Norway. Um, and holding on to identity and a few other things um, that spiraled off her really great questions. So um, her podcast is called Full Potential, or in Norwegian, if I don't butcher it, Full, full Potential. <laughs> um, please be kind to me, Norwegians. And um, yeah, we just wanted to share this on the Sister Talk podcast uh, now as a little gift for you all. But it will eventually be on her podcast. And I really want to encourage you to check it out, especially if you are Norwegian. Uh, Mariana is a pioneer and um, is really passionate about giving women um, their voice and, and the encouragement to step out. And not just women, actually, creatives uh, to step out and, and bring the kingdom of God into the world through their creative gift. Um, that's just a little bit about her. But um, I really encourage you to check out the Instagram page of Full Potential. And with that, uh, enjoy our recording. Bye. Hello, hello. Hello. Hi. So bra, Morea, that you could come here. So yeah. good. Now I started so in Norwegian. <laughs> so bra. Yeah. So, Morea, how do we know each other? We know each other because... Um, Hmm. I don't know. When, when Mutual friend. Mutual Did we meet at one thing? I think we met at. Yeah, it's a. It, it was the first real encounter, I think. That's. And true. you gave us a word. That's true. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. true. So we met uh, at an event. One yeah. thing. But Felix knew you already. That's because true. Of Jen. Yeah, we. I think. We were Destiny a part has. of the same community yeah. in uh, California, Redding, yes. California. That's right. So that's good. Yeah. That's really cool. That's so cool. But uh, Morea, you have to tell us a little bit. Who are you? Why yes. do I talk to you? I yeah. already told in, in, in the introduction mm -hmm. that you do a podcast and an online community. Yeah. And yeah. you are a coach. Mm -hmm. But tell me also a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. I can say um, we've been living in Norway for four years. But my Norsk is not velibra. <laughs> so I have to do this in English. Um, yeah, we've been working in a Bible school for four years as a kind of a pastoral role, as well as teaching and, of course, administration and worship leading. Uh, Felix and I are really passionate about worship. My husband is Felix. So we're really passionate about worship and just raising up the next generation in worship. So... We're basically missionaries. That's usually the title we use. And that's a beautiful story in itself, how we ended up in Norway. But we'll save that for another time. <laughs> yeah. So good. So yeah. good. Do you have, is there any fun facts about you? Fun <laughs> facts. You always put me on the spot with this one. Uh, I can't remember what I said before. I like eating frozen blueberries. Well, yeah. <laughs> Is that fun? Sounds good. That's very fun. <laughs> It's healthy. Fun enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I no. love healthy food. Yeah. And I actually went off sugar in March. Wow. And I, I've definitely broken it a few times, but uh, for the most part, I stopped eating sugar. That's a fun fact. 
That's also very <laughs> inspiring. Yeah. Well, after I had, okay, rabbit trail. I had coronavirus a year ago and I lost my taste and it's still not fully back yet. Oh. So it's very easy to be healthy when everything tastes the same, you know. So. Oh, what a relief. I know. I could, I could need that myself. The Lord works in mysterious <laughs> well, ways. That's, no. that's, that's really some fun facts there. Yeah, yeah. There but, you go. But the reason I wanted to talk to you was mm. that you really have a podcast mm-hmm. where you speak truth to mm. women. Yeah. And you manage to talk about subjects that few other, mm. I feel, are open about. Mm. You yeah. talk about, maybe you can tell just a little bit about your podcast and yeah. your focus in Sister Talk. Yeah. Yeah. So the Sister Talk podcast is um, is made for women, but we have men that do listen because the content is great for everyone. Uh, some of the content is just for women, but um, we love to talk about um, relationships and sex and marriage and dating and boundaries and purity Um, but we also talk about, you know, what is beauty and because that's something important to every woman. They want to be beautiful. So we've been uncovering it. What is beauty? Why do we want to be beautiful, you know? And then we talk about all kinds of, you know, life as missionaries or faith with God. You know, it's a quite an extensive list of things that we talk about. But probably the thing we're most known for is the relationship stuff because Felix and I share very openly about our own relationship and things we regret or things we did well and uh, and why we do it why like why we do what we do and how we how we dated and you know these kinds of things because we have a real heart for that message to be given out to um in a good way you know i think the church didn't necessarily give the best purity talk in our past it was just like don't do sex and then that was it you know um And so people either lived in fear of sexuality and just shut it all down or they rebelled and went into perversions of all all kinds. Um, So we have a real heart for healthy sexuality, healthy um, dating, healthy identity. It all starts with your identity though, you know. If you know who you are in Jesus and you know your value, you're going to have a great dating and marriage life. You know, it, it changes everything when you actually know who you are. So underneath everything we talk about, It's always identity. Um, another thing I, I talk a bit about is friendships, how to do friendships. How do you make friends? How do you be a good friend? And it always goes back to identity, which is something you are also passionate about. Absolutely. Yeah. Because in this podcast, we really, I w- really want to inspire and challenge people to go after their full potential. Mm-hmm. And with that, I mean the potential or the gifting God has given people. Yeah. And in order to do so, I think like to take care of your own heart. Yes. Your close relationship, Mm -hmm. have a healthy relationship around you, but also have like a good connection to Mm -hmm. God, like a deep connection to God. Yeah. It's what will pull you forward. It's really what would, um, and that's why since you are so focused on relationships and healthy relationships mm. to yourself god and other mm. it, it's perfect to talk a little bit more with yeah. you how important do you think it is to have a healthy heart have good relationship to people yeah, yeah. and to god in order to walk out like go after dreams yeah you know yeah what can hinder you if that is not yeah that's such a good in question order? and what will help you yeah One thing I often say, it's a big question, question, (laughs) but it's good. One thing I often say, um, I'm actually working on a book at the moment about, yeah, about how to do friendship well. 
And one thing that I wrote in there recently was, your life is a manifestation of what you believe about yourself. So the scenario of your relationships, the job you're taking, your relationship with God, the boundaries you put up with others, everything that you do with your life is actually a reflection of what you believe about yourself and God, of course. So if you believe that God is a father and he, he's my personal father and he doesn't just love me, he likes me and he protects me and he's for, he provides for me, like if we really believe that, we take more risks, you know? And if we really, if we understand how precious we are, like we're worth the blood of God, you know, the blood of Jesus, when we really let that transform our hearts, we live like royalty, because we actually are royalty, you know, we're his royal sons and daughters, and we're also priests. Uh, that's what it says in the Bible, we are kings and priests. So when you really own that, when you really, when it becomes real, that you're, if you're a priest, you're a holy person, you're clean, you know, and if you're a king, you're, you're, in, you're the head, not the tail. So when you have those two things in your heart, you will live that way, you know, you, you won't, you'll recognize value when you see it. And you'll recognize trash when you see it. You'll recognize toxicity when you see it. You'll, you will communicate better. You know, your, your friendship circle will be elevated because you, you're attracted to like-minded people. That's, that's actually why identity is so important because you attract what you think you're worth. So I can see a big difference in my friendships over the years since I was five till now 30. I can see as my journey with God has developed, my friendships have developed and the kinds of people that I bring in close are different to who I would have brought in close 10 years ago, you know? So I'm really passionate about giving that to other women and, um, really passing it on so that they can also stand up and elevate their position. Um, in, in the world, you know. Yeah, you know, like a car that mm. is but just full of, like, garbage. Mm. You go into a car, you easily throw just garbage in the mm. car. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people can easily allow people to come into your life mm. if they are not aware. Yeah. Like, people that is not good for you. <laughs> yeah. If you're totally. not aware what you're worth and not aware, like, what you are created for yeah. rela in relationships. Yeah. You will just allow people that yeah. don't treat you the way you should be. And that will, uh, again, affect your identity and so true. your self-esteem. So yeah. this is just so important. But so have, important. Has it always been easy for you to mm. believe and understand like yeah. you are head, not a tail, that mm. you are yeah. that you are clean? Like, is this... It's definitely You told how it was uh, developed, but yeah. has it been like... An turning point in your life yeah, where sure. you just realize, oh my gosh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a queen. I have to, um, yeah, live like a queen. Mm -hmm. I have to take responsibility for yeah. the identity and yeah. live out from there. Absolutely, the biggest turning point. I mean, there's so many moments in my life, but I can remember in Bible school, BSSM. Um, I had a mentor, and this is a memory that I I always share because it it was so defining for me actually. It was Christmas and I needed somebody to drive me to the airport to go and be somewhere for Christmas and no one was available. You know, I could have paid for a bus, but I didn't, I, I was a student. I didn't want to pay for the bus. I wanted a free ride, you know? So I, I put it on Facebook. Can anyone give me a ride to the airport on Christmas morning, the 25th, you know? <laughs> and, um, 
of course there was no one. And then finally one person who was who I kind of knew, he was a fellow student. He was probably like in his late 30s, early 40s, and I was early 20s. And I already had felt a bit uncomfortable around him in general. Like he was not a dangerous man, but I just didn't feel safe around him for some reason. But he offered me a ride and it was free. So I was like, thank you, that's amazing. And then I spoke with my mentor and I said, oh, guess what? I found a ride. And she was like, oh, that's awesome. Who with? And I just blurred out, it's this guy. I really don't feel comfortable with him at all, but at least I go for free. And then she says to me, um, you know, like a three-hour drive, that's very intimate. You're going to be alone with this man for three hours in a car. And she said, "Would you would violate the integrity of your heart for money. And when she said that, I was like, <gasps> oh my gosh. It was so eye-opening. Yeah. I realized not just this moment, but my whole life, mm. I was trained. Not Nothing against my parents. Every, every generation has had to work through something. And I think like our, my parents' generation, obviously, they learned like, they learned to save money and, you know, turn the light switch off. And money was a big part of the, the reasons of why we do what we do. And I, so I just grow up thinking, like, I'm not as important as money. And then I'm violating the integrity of my heart to save money. And, and it was so in my face, like, I don't understand my value still, you know. And, um, and also, I don't understand God's provision. Because if I really believed that he would provide, I wouldn't make decisions like that mm. you know mm. a princess doesn't ride in a taxi mm. because she has ability to ride in a carriage you mm. know and that's the reality for us as christians and god will provide he mm. said it in matthew 6 he doesn't change his mind we just have to believe it you know so that was a big moment for me where things began to change and it continued to develop you know throughout the, it's still developing honestly i'm always renewing my mind and allowing old ways of seeing things uh, to, to fall to the ground. And marriage is great for that as well. Hmm. Having a husband that is like, Maria, the way you reacted just then, that was interesting. You know, what, what's <laughs> behind that? You know, always yeah. we're always developing each other. That's so well. helpful to Super. have someone close in the yeah, life. He sees in me. Your face, in your face. <laughs> in my face. <laughs> yeah, there's no hiding in marriage, yeah. you know. Like, so... Um, that was my, I think that's one of the biggest moments though, where I started to discover identity and mm. value mm. and I grow, I've grown in that and I'm real. I just want to give that to other women, you know, so. And do you have examples where you, you did follow, um, like the value, like mm. where you did follow and you, you renewed your mind and you mm. did take risk or you yeah. did things and God came through for you. Do you have examples yeah. for oh. I mean, there's so many because we've lived in Norway now four years. The first two years we lived unemployed. So we were full-time uh, in a Bible school, but we were not paid. And um, God said, do not ask for money. Do not let anybody know that you need money. Just watch me. Trust me. <laughs> oh, oh. And we literally, I, there's so many testimonies, but God paid our rent, our groceries, and maybe one of my favorite ones is uh, our anniversary was coming up and I had wanted all year to go to this exquisite a luxury hotel. And the week before, oh, the month before, I realized we can't afford this. And I was so disappointed. And I just said, God, can you just give us 5,000 krona? Because that's what we needed. 
I, I said it in my heart at church during worship time. At the end of the service, a man from the other end of the room came up to us and said, I just feel like God wants to honor you for your faithfulness. And I think you need 5,000 kroner. Is that oh right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. We had so many of these things happening. Hmm. And it, going through, when you go through a season where you have to rely on God, it changes everything. Like he, he got poverty thinking out of our heads by making us poor. If that makes like quote unquote poor, like we had no income and we wanted to just buy the cheap food, cheap meat, like unhealthy, but cheap. And God would not allow us to even buy cheap food. He was like, you're worth healthy, nutritious food. Go and like Felix wanted to buy cheap meatballs, for example, you know, the XL pack, it's like a big pack, but it's not the best quality meat. And he went to reach for it and he felt the Lord really strong say, put those back, Felix, and get two shatdaig, two uh, packets of minced meat and make your own meatballs. And that cost more than double. That was like, yeah, a lot more money. And so we just continually lived, have lived that way, allowing God to train us to think like royalty and trust that he will provide for it, you know. Um, And then it's obviously it's not easy, like – it's we he's not developing entitled children he's developing children who can trust him you know so we we um we accept whatever he gives us whether it's a bowl of <laughs> rice or a steak you know it's not about like we have to have the best all yeah. the time yeah i understand but it's not it's about knowing your value and making decisions out of that rather than out of fear of money or fear of what people think of you or yeah like making powerful decisions and not reactive decisions. Yes, that's so good. Mm. Because the people that is listening to full full potential, mm. they it's um, they some are creative, some have businesses, yeah, and they all are on this journey, mm. actually listening to God and walk in faith. Yeah. Because what we are talking about now is uh, to step out mm. and yeah. make progress mm-hmm. and take step towards what they yeah. feel God is calling them to do. Yeah, but as like a person as a missionary in mm. norway being in this culture in four years mm-hmm. can you see some challenging challenges in the culture mm. in order to walk by faith and walk in the identity god mm. has given you yeah is there something coming up in yeah. the conversation because you are a coach and yeah. you will train and help people in yeah. walking into their destiny but what do yeah. you feel happening Absolutely. i train a lot of norwegians actually so i've yes. seen the culture mm. um I think um, one of the biggest threats is this thing that Norwegians want to fit in and they want to look normal. I feel like normal has become an idol in Norway. Everyone wants to be normal. No one wants to be the strange one. That's so good. And normal is not God's normal. And if you want to be the world's normal, you will not fit in heaven's normal. Like that's, you get to choose in this life, you know. Um, when we try to be normal in the world, we miss out on all the glory that God has for us. So I think that's a big thing. And if you if you are someone like creative and you or business person, you have to you have to destroy those gods of being normal, fitting in, looking like everyone else, being unoffen- in, inoffensive. You know, like when I started Sister Talk. Most of the followers were not from Norway. They were actually from other countries like Americans or Australians. I'm Australian, if anyone's <laughs> wondering. I'm not American. Oh, we forgot to talk about that. Australian. <laughs> yes. So there was, it was interesting to see that the Norwegian response to begin with was a bit like, 
you are not like who are you what are you doing here kind it was it was like i had to build trust you know and i think that's sad because as christians and as like i'm i don't think it's sad like i don't feel sorry for myself i'm saying like i think that's sad for the norwegian uh, community of creatives who are wanting to step out but they're so confronted with the heavy expectation of the culture you know like uh we should be we should be quick to celebrate what god is doing amongst our brothers and sisters um and i'm not saying this with a heart of like they didn't want me at all no i really understood that like people are they don't know me so why would they trust me it makes sense you know and that's maybe hard for an, even a norwegian to start a norwegian business because people don't know you they don't want to trust you but you just have to trust what god put in your heart and just keep going you know I just didn't stop. I spoke positively about my business. I was like, "Yes, I'm doing this. I got this many new followers in one month. Maybe it was three, but it was still like, yes, you know. Like I celebrated it. I decided I'm going to really push through and believe that this is not my idea. This was God's idea, you know. Everything creative that comes out of us does not come from ourselves. We're God's idea. I'm not even my own idea. That's what Felix always says. We're not our own idea, we're God's idea. So everything that comes out of us is also God's idea, providing that it comes mm. from him, of course. Mm. Sometimes we can uh, think, yeah, when you're under sin, that's a different thing. Rabbit trails. Um what was I saying? So I think um do you think like yeah. the thing about being normal, mm -hmm. like the the need to feel normal and to fit in mm. is something with Yantelov? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Janteloven. How do you say it? Jantelov? Janteloven. Janteloven. Yeah, yeah you should absolutely. not believe you're better than others. Yeah. Oh, it's so demonic. Mm. Really, it's mm. demonic. I read, and it's even ten, like ten laws, like the Ten Commandments. I remember teaching a class when I worked in the Bible school about, um, like, let's expose Janteloven, and we went through the laws, and I just had a Bible verse for each one to prove that it's not. It's not God's idea, you know. Like you're not supposed to think you're better than us. But then God is like, you're my favorite. <laughs> and then you're not supposed to think you I can't remember the laws anymore now. But everything is just it it traps people. You can't reach out for help. You can't uh share your needs. You can't help another person. You can't give your strength to someone else. You're just every it it essentially isolates everyone in their own bubble. A prison, maybe is a better word, where you're not giving or receiving, and that's something I found in Norway that I haven't seen in other countries. Hmm. The depression and the anxiety, social anxiety, especially social anxiety. Hmm. I never heard of that before I came to Norway, and now wow. there's so many. And I think that's a byproduct of Janteloven because if you don't learn to have space to share what's on your heart, and you also don't learn how to catch somebody else when they share what's on their heart. So you don't learn to receive or give. You're you, of course, you would be anxious in a social setting. You don't have the tools. You don't, you don't know what it's like to be to be vulnerable and to be received in your vulnerability. Um, and that's something we worked on so hard in in the Bible school. So many students came in with social anxiety, but they left free, you know, um, because we smashed this this demon out, this demon of Yantelhoven, mm. if I can call it mm. that. Um, Yeah, so I think that's a that is probably an idol that has to go as well. That's so good, so good. Yeah, 
Like national identity should not be more important than your kingdom identity. That's and every nation that goes for every nation, mm. you know. Mm. Like uh, every country has its own flaws. Australian has something called tall poppy syndrome, which is very similar to Yantelovin actually. Mm. But I don't want to be so Australian that I don't look like I'm from the kingdom of God, you know. Mm. So I think that's another thing we need to readjust our priorities. Like how if being a Norwegian or an Australian or whatever it is means that I have to obey the laws of Yentelhoven, I have to therefore sacrifice the grace that could be mine from the Lord. You know, it says in Jonah, I think. Yeah, Jonah. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. So when you cling to these stupid idols just because you want to fit in, you miss out on all the grace that God has for you. And the reason why we cling to these idols is because we have a need and the need is probably belonging or fitting in or love, you know, but these needs are met in Jesus, not in your culture, not in your society. I'd love to actually ask if anyone has been clinging to these idols, how is that working out for you? Like, do you feel fulfilled now that you fit in? Do you feel alive? Do you feel fulfilled? Are you living in your full potential? Mm. I, you know, how does it work for you when you cling to Yantelov and when you cling to being normal? Mm. Because I can promise you, you, this will kill you. This will choke the creativity out of you. This will shut you down and you will never reach your full potential. Only Jesus can give you those belonging, love, acceptance. Jesus can call you normal, mm. you know. Jesus is the one that, that defines you. And if you really only let Jesus define you, you're free to do anything and be anyone, you know. But did you ha- yourself had any breakthrough where you felt more free to do the creative, you, uh, go mm. after your business or yeah. take risks? Like, did you have any moment where it was mm. hard for you, but then mm. you realized, wow, yeah, you know, did you have any breakthroughs? I in this? definitely. Um, I know you didn't. Maybe went under the yontelo, but mm-mm. you told you have something similar, yeah, kind of thing. So mm. I just wonder, like people that listen and feel trapped a little yeah. bit about mm-hmm. the yontelo. Yeah. Do you have any um, stories? Or yeah, that's yeah. good. Mm. I think, of course, my relationship with God has been the thing that has set me the free the most. Actually, visiting America was very helpful because Americans have the opposite of Yentelovin. Yeah, that's so true. They're so like, they really believe in themselves, you know. I know. And and, uh, coming from Australia to America, at first I was like offended, but then I realized, wow, it's okay to believe in yourself, you know. And I remember being in Australia and I started doing small things to break that fear of man, like I would wear red lipstick to church, for example. <laughs> and maybe that's normal. I don't know what that's like in Norway. No, it's, good. No, it's yeah? actually kind of the same thing yeah? that pe- people can feel. Yeah, I would beautifully dress myself. I would go really beautiful to, to church. And um, I did that on purpose for myself to be like, I am not, like I'm not going to obey this demonic principle that m- tries to make me small, you know. Mm. And it, it, for others, maybe it was fine. Maybe some people were offended. I don't even know. I don't care. <laughs> I got my freedom. So it started with just actually being beautiful. Because in Australian culture, at least in those days and the people I was with, lots of boys, it just wasn't like celebrated to be beautiful and feminine. And 
red is a very strong color. It's usually a night's color for lips. But for me, it was my, it was my thing of freedom. Um, and then uh, I think that might, that's one tip. So maybe for those listening, what's, maybe think of something small that you could do to begin with that would actually go against your culture. Another thing is actually, because I have felt Janteloven. I haven't come under it, but I've probably felt the, a little bit of oppression and had to repent. Um, but like, you know, I would go for a walk, you know, in the forest. And when someone is approaching, uh, I feel like when you're walking and someone is approaching you, people usually walk as far away from each other as possible, you know. <laughs> and um, there was like this road that I, I was going down and it was a narrow road and I saw that somebody was coming up. So I thought, hmm, I will maybe take the long way just so that I don't walk past them. It's <laughs> crazy. And I know there are people listening who have done the same. Absolutely. And I felt like the Lord said, if you do this, you are obeying this law. You know, you're bowing to this demon, this, I, you know, this idol. And I felt like God said, you're going to walk right past them, even though it's narrow, go. And I just had to smash it. I walked right past them and I smiled and I said, hi. <laughs> like our faces were not that far away from each other. And so, and then I just intentionally would make sure I say hi every time I go for a walk and don't, uh, don't fall into that trap of um, just trying to live as if no one else, as if you can't see anyone, yes, you know? Yes, I understand. It's so, it's, it's so good. bad. It's so bad for our humanity yes. to not live in connection, even with strangers, you yes, know? Yes, I know. Like get on the bus and say hi to the bus driver. Oh, that's you know? what, I really miss that in the yeah. United States when I lived in the United States. Yeah. We lived at the same price, Reading. I went to BSSM. Right. And it was so nice. So in the start in Norway, I started actually to... to because I was thinking, I don't like the culture in Norway. I don't like that we don't mm. talk with each other. Yeah. Because it was so... I could go to stores in the United States and a lady came by and she said, I was, you know, I tried a new outfit in the, in the, in the store. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, that looked nice on you. Yeah. And then she just walked... She passed I by. I that. I, yeah. I really love it. And people in Norway make fun of the United States mm. and the, pe- the culture there. Oh, they're yeah. so superficial. <laughs> well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, same I, in Australia. Same in Australia. Yeah. But I really missed it. So in the beginning yeah. on the Tebana, the um, subway, yeah. I was like having this um um a challenge with myself that I want to create a new culture. Yeah. So I started to talk with people Amazing. about like hey I'm going that and try also always to find like a kind of normal normal again. Yeah. yeah like a <laughs> like a safe way to safe enter. way to enter the conversation. Mm. But it was so nice conversations. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. So I really think that it's a lot of like when you're speaking right now, I'm just mm. thinking about how many unconscious rules mm. we are kind of obeying mm. so this was so good and mm. i also wonder do you also have some examples of going out of the comfort zone or breaking mm. through yantelov and in the, your business mm. you know starting sister talk start yeah. you know let me quickly do you have some examples or where yeah, it was hard for you actually, but you stepped out yeah, yeah just to even say i am a life coach was so hard at the beginning because i only coached one person to begin with you know uh and in America, they'd have no problem doing that. Yeah, you know, that's true. if they had one person they coached, they tell the whole world, "I'm a life coach." That's <laughs> why in Norway they were, "Oh, they're so extra, extra." Yeah. What is that? You know, exaggerated, exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And mm. then, and sure, I think the negative side of Americans is they can be very superficial. It's that's the negative side. Yeah. Every culture has its pluses and minus. I would rather have that or dumb <laughs> down or yeah. yeah. Just continue yeah. your example. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um, but to 
to actually take it within myself and start to add, like say no I am a life coach you know believe in myself and pressing through that that lie of like oh you're not really you just started you know and even or to charge money for coaching was I, the first time I coached someone I was so nervous that when we finished like it went really well but when it finished I was drenched in sweat <laughs> I was so sweaty I had to just change and have a shower I was so sweaty because I was so nervous um so you don't have to have no fear to step out you just have to go for it you know it's like you That's so good. fear will maybe still be there to start with or even still but you know Yes. Uh, and as a coach, for me, a huge thing has been learned. Like I personally went through counseling and I think that's why I'm able to give uh, stuff away now because you can't give what you don't have. And like I don't – if I went to a counselor who never went through a hardship, I wouldn't trust them. Like if they just say, yeah, just read your Bible a bit more, you'll be fine. Mm. That's – you know. But if I see a counselor who went through some really hard things and came out, then I'm like, I will believe everything. Just how did you get there, you know? Yeah. And so I went through some really hard things. And I went, like during corona, I went, I got lots of counseling. And one thing that I learned through that, Christian counseling, not just regular, like really connecting me back to the Father. It was it was more of like connecting my heart to the Father's heart and re- redefining what that means. And one picture that... Uh, I learned was like God is like a chair, you know. The Father is like a chair that you can lean back. You can, if you lean back, you find where He starts and you end, and that's the best place to live life, you know. That's the best place to lead. I don't lead like on my own. I lead leaning on the chair, and so uh, that has changed the way I I mentor women who are older than me. I've mentored women who have gone through really hard things. Um, things that I have not, like I've been through something really hard, but I've mentor women who've been through other hardships that I have not experienced. But the Father has changed everything for me. I, I feel like I, can, I have room for you. I can hold you because I'm being held. You know, God is holding me so I can hold you because I don't have to hold you on my own. God is actually holding you through me, you know. And it's transformed the way I can believe in myself now because I'm not standing on my own two feet I'm leaning on the Father, you know, like a chair. I'm just leaning on Him. So you can put as much weight on me as possible. I'm still leaning on God. It's actually not my strength. It's His strength. Uh, It's really surrender and trust. And that was my own journey as well, just to learn to to be fathered, to actually receive fathering. That's Hmm. been a big journey, but it changes everything. This is so important, and Mm. I think this is like the main clue. Mm. for everything to yeah. trust God and yeah. to know the place where you can find rest mm. comfort yeah. mm-hmm. and where you can lean you yeah it's not in your own strength and that's like and I think there is that is what we a lot of us need to come mm. back to mm-hmm. like the place we don't trust yeah the culture more than God ourselves more than but we really trust mm. that God is there yeah yeah that's really well said yeah, it comes back to trust. It's it true. is. And I was also wondering, what is your dream mm. to see? Oh, I have so many dreams. <laughs> yeah. Um, my dream, though, my big dream is to see the church coming fully alive 
and laying their lives down in worship, like really not just the music, but the lifestyle. Um, and I like, I want to see people free to worship because that is heartbreaking being in churches where the people aren't even free to actually worship God with all their strength. You know, the Bible says to worship him with all your heart, soul and strength. And I don't see the strength part going on very much, you know. We're usually just kind of standing there and singing and then we sit down when we get tired. But when we actually are captivated by who we're worshipping, like when we, oh my gosh, I feel emotional. But when we like, when we know, who, if when we can see Jesus and actually rec- recognize I get to worship him I'm not holding back. There's no way I'm holding back. There's no Jentelhoven. There is nothing getting between me and Jesus right now, you know? Mm. I want to see that raised up in the church. I want to see people loving God with wild, like, love, wild love for Jesus and the glory of God filling the church again. Mm. That's big on my heart. Um, but then I have, of course, lots of dreams with Sister Talk. Um, we have our first retreat coming up. It just sold out in three days. It's crazy. So I'm it's, going... To, it looks so good. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's so cool. Um, we're going to be 14 girls in a cabin with a, with a jacuzzi. And the the yeah the retreat is going to be so... I think it's going to be a really meaningful time mm-hmm. as well as fun. So my dream is to keep doing that. I would love to have bigger retreats and more exciting retreats come on. in different places in the world, yes, you know? Like it's not just a holiday, it's a time where you realign with God and make good connections with women who are like-minded and actually want to get real about life, you know. So that's, yeah. And then Sister Talk is going to grow, man. We're going to have a magazine eventually. We're going to have, uh, I want to have Sister Talk models and fi- Sister Talk fashion, like, and redefine beauty, you know. Like you don't have to be this size and height to be beautiful, you know. Um, but like really let's, let's look at beauty. Let's see the beauty in everyone. Let's actually learn to recognize beauty in ourselves and in each other and really redefine that. So that's a big thing on my heart as well. So that's so good. there's so much, there's even more than what I've just said. I, I'm, that's my personality. I'm always thinking of new ideas and getting inspired. I, and I really love that. And I yeah. also think it's so important that we inspire each other. Like mm. yesterday we had an mm. event on uh, a cafe in Oslo mm. with Pust. It's, mm-hmm. uh, the name is Knutepunkt and me and Silje are uh, like connecting cre- creative people mm. to connect and share their dreams. And yesterday you and Felix were mm-hmm. like talked to yeah. everyone and inspired people. So, so fun. how important do you think it is to come together? Oh. <laughs> so important. <laughs> we need each other. Yeah. We need each other. We can't do anything on our own, uh, not just creatively, but personalities. And um, we need family. We we need to do everything from a place of belonging. You yes. know, uh, as a as a daughter, as an adopted daughter or son, you know, we're not orphans, and you can't really achieve as an orphan. You you'll always feel empty, no matter how much money you make, no matter how many albums you launch, you'll still be an orphan, you know, in your heart. Um, so, really, coming as a child of God, adopted as by God, with siblings who also were adopted. By God, you know, like that's who we really are. Yes. We're a family mm. and we get to do stuff together, you know. Even with the retreat that I'm organizing, I'm not d- 
doing the whole thing on my own. I'm pulling on the strength of other girls. Like one girl is an artist, so she's going to lead a workshop, you know. Um, and that, and another girl, I'm, I shouldn't say it out loud if anyone's listening, but I'm currently working on a self-care thing that we could do as well, you know, with masks, with a, with a girl who's involved in that industry. So um, I'm, I'm not doing it by myself. I'm doing it with a family. That's so, so good. Yeah. And it's actually really touching to talk to you. And I, I can feel a lot of times when you talk, mm. I can like feel my heart. Mm. And I, I almost uh, start to cry sometimes mm. when you talk yeah. because it's so touching when mm. you talk. It's like bringing me back to the roots and to mm. to God's heart for me. And yeah. I think you really carry something that can help people back to the father. The father. Yeah. So maybe you, in, at the end now, mm. maybe share if there is something you felt like you didn't, you mm. want to say more about, of course, but if not, just mm. really pray like the father's love. Yeah, that's so beautiful. The belonging to the father over yeah. the people that is. Yes, yeah. yeah. I like that that's what you recognize because I, I believe that like everything comes down to the father. Everything I am today is because I have a father in heaven, you know? Like every breakthrough I've had, it's all been on the Father. And that was Jesus' biggest message, you know. He always said, he was talking about his dad, the Father. He's like, the Father is like, the Father, the Father. I came to do the will of my Father. And he always talked about God as a Father. It's like a little kid in in Barnehaga talking about their dad, you know. Kids love to talk about their dad. Jesus was just the same and we get to be the same. So um, I would love to pray that. Yeah, and you should really come to me on my other podcast. <laughs> also talk, talk about your turning point, like yeah. your relationship with the Father. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't have that connection and need mm. to know and understand more of that. But please, yeah. yes, pray about it. true. I'd be happy prayers. to do that. Yes. Yeah, I would happily. Yeah. Mm. So everyone listening, maybe you can just put your hand on your heart if you're able to. Just connect with your heart right now. And I just want to, pray a blessing over you i just want to speak to your heart i speak to your heart and your spirit and i say you belong you are loved you are chosen you have been adopted and the adoption papers are in god's hands they're not in any human's hands they're actually in god's hands he went out of his way to choose you and he bought you with his own blood so I just release the Father's love over you right now in Jesus' name. And I, I declare over you a, a renewed mind and healing. God, I, would you lead each listener through a process of healing mm-hmm. and uh, stepping into deeper levels of understanding the Father's heart and the Father's love for them? And um, yeah, I just, whatever seed might have been sown today, I bless that seed. And I cover it and I just speak the blood of Jesus over that seed that it will truly grow and that these listeners would step into the full rights of adoption that we, we read about in Romans 8, the right to become a child of God. And I, I pray that that would become so real and that would become an identity cornerstone for every listener today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. This was so good. And yeah. usually the week, now I have a lot of interviews that is not out yet. So mm. th- it might be a time before this is out. But mm. I usually have like a follow-up interview on Instagram or yeah. uh, like in my Facebook group, Full Potential. Mm-hmm. So if people have questions for you, yeah, we can have a new 
Absolutely. online. I'd be chat. so happy. Yeah. yeah. Or or maybe you are in Oslo then. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we can see what's best. We can totally do that. So thank yeah. you again. I I can I could talk to you for a very long time. <laughs> like I have more mem- maybe ten so more questions, questions uh, and I could go deeper into so many of the mm, areas that we had talked about. Mm. So oh my gosh, we could talk. I'm happy to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> really, I like. I can't wait to for your book to be out there. Yes, so, sounds so you. amazing. Okay, well, thank you. So what are you doing today? Are we still recording? Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are you doing Let's go. today? Today, well, I don't know. We're going to uh, just explore Oslo, yeah. hang out. Sounds good. Yeah, and spending time with some friends yeah. that we're staying with. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. sounds good. And mm-hmm. the people that listen, hope you have a, you should have a, yeah, ha en god dag videre. Yeah, <laughs> god dag. Og håper du har fått mye ut av denne episoden. Still gjerne spørsmål eller send inn spørsmål till mig på Instagram fullpotential eller bli medlem i gruppen fullpotential. Mm. Har det gått?